Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, June the 23rd. My name is Chris and I am joined by my co-host and brother, Daniel. Howdy everyone. Welcome to the Reader Copy Podcast, the main podcast on our feed here. I uh, hope you guys are all doing well. I'm doing not bad. How about you? I am doing uh, tired. Doing is sleepy. That, is that something you could be doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I had work yesterday and it lasted all day. I didn't get home till like almost 2 a.m. And it was a lot of travel. And then a lot of setup, and I'm just uh, a little tired and sore. And I'm just taking a today's Sunday. I'm taking it's a lazy Sunday. It's a, it's a recoup day. Is that yeah. what it is? Okay. Well, yep. we'll we'll have a nice chill podcast here for you guys. It might actually amp up a bit when we get to the comic, but <laughs> let's let's take it smooth and easy here at the at the comic book news as we ease in. Yeah. Uh, how how are you doing? Are you feeling any? soreness at all not really i'm feeling all right yesterday was a, a productive day it was just a regular saturday got got my smog done for my car because they needed to do that oh, got nice. a haircut got some work done some side work done so well, i'm feeling all right this is sunday speaking for me too. Of, speaking about your car you know what i did uh yesterday morning okay uh, early in the morning i got my windows tinted on my car oh did you get your windows tinted at the flea market because i know you can get it done there <laughs> no i went to a professional window tint place you say they're not professionals oh. <laughs> um, and I splurged and I also got like the higher quality grade material noise made of like ceramic film or something like that and I, I picked the darkest option that they had which is for that material is like 15% that means only 15% of the sunlight gets through that okay cool so from the outside it's pretty dark but f- from the inside looking out it's not too bad so uh, I I think it, it looks great, and I'm really happy that I got it. Nice. I mean, yeah, that heat wave is coming for us right now. Like, I think Thursday it was reaching 110, right? And then like, yep. uh, the news at like one of, on the on set on Friday was like, it's only gonna be 103 this day. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if I was you, I'd just get like darkest tint possible where you can't even see through it. That's what you need for your windshield. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks almost like that, but uh, it, it's, it's still good. Um, maybe not legal, but still good. Okay. Where'd you go? You went to the black market to get your windows tinted? No, it's, just, uh, it's not illegal for them to install. It's illegal for you to have it. So <laughs> I, got my, I got my windows tinted on the dark net. Like what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm really enjoying that. Protect me from the heat. Uh, mid eighties, I'm already like sweating, so I'm good with a 103. No, thank you. You're a winter baby, right? Yeah. Basically born in like <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Uh, why don't you explain to the new listeners, uh, it's not about window tinting. Uh, what do we talk about on the show? Here on the show, like I said, we're going to ease into our comic book and news first off. Update you guys on everything regarding comics this week. And then we're going to talk about a cool comic book. This time, we're going to be talking about Midnighter. And at the end, we'll talk about our side stories, which is basically where we talk about been watching, reading, whatever entertainment that uh, men are eyeballs this week. Cool. Let's get into the comic book and news. There's actually not a whole lot of news this week, but definitely things I do want to talk about. Cool. Um, The first one is uh, on HBO Max, they had just dropped the teaser trailer for the third season of Titans. Uh, I'm pretty enticed. I got to say, in Titans with this. (laughs) How about you? What? Uh, So if you don't know, the first two seasons aired on, what was it called? A different platform? (laughs) DC Universe. DC Universe, right? 
lifetime ago. Yeah. You were a subscriber to that. Yeah. But now the third season is going to be on HBO Max, a much, much, much more popular platform. Uh, I don't think anybody else subscribed to the DC Universe. <laughs> yeah. The thing was, you know, DC Universe did not have any Looney Tunes. So it was pretty dead. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but this third season is going to be on HBO Max and they released the trailer. The first season, I, honestly, I'm a big fan of the show. Yeah. I like the show. And I think more than you. I agree. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I like it now. The first, the first season was pretty good. Solid for like a first season of a superhero show. Uh, maybe reminiscent of season one of Arrow. I'd say the quality was maybe the same. Comparable. Sure. Season two, I would say the first three quarters of it was like great. Like I loved all of the first 75% of the season. Okay. All right. What it, what's then, up next? And then it was like a steep drop off. Probably hated the ending. <laughs> The last episode uh, just felt like we need to put an end cap on three different storylines and let's just all cram it in the last episode. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like stopped right before the end of season one, like maybe like eight episodes in. And then you were like, keep watching, get back into it. Season two is really good. Yeah. And I, I caught up like, oh, wow, this is really good. It gets even more brutal and adult. Like, OK, I'm down for this. And then same thing at the very end of season two. I'm like, what? <laughs> Also, like, they have a character kind of leave, you know, the show in a way. And then I was like, what? Uh, That's how you're doing it? Really? Yeah. That? I was like, okay. Yeah. Really dropped the ball there as far as, like, a way to end a season. It's like, nah, this is the finale. But it does leave the door for them to have a great season three, which from the teaser trailer, I'm thinking it could be really good again. Me too. Uh, we haven't really talked about the teaser yet for season three, but what happens is basically death in the family, the Batman story, right? Right. Um, the first two seasons took place in all different parts of the world and different parts in the DC comic book universe. But season three takes place in Gotham City. And we hear a voiceover by Nightwing, mm -hmm. Robin, Nightwing, saying like, okay, this is Gotham City. People die here. This is not a joke anymore. We're not kids anymore. This is like grown-up superhero stuff. Right, right. I've... <laughs> I'm a Robin. I know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> and uh, we see the other Robin kind of in trouble here, Jason Todd, as he kind of sees this policeman with the infamous Joker smile, right? Really right. cryptic. And it looks like an abandoned, rundown old circus or something like that. And it's just like in the comics. Uh, there's a quick shot of what people are saying is the Joker beating up either Jason Todd or someone else. But like, it's like the infamous like crowbar Joker just wailing on somebody. Right, right. And then of down the road in the trailer, we get that Red Hood scene. Uh, pretty epic look. I think I'm I'm down for this one. There's some different interpretations of Red Hood in the comics that I don't love, mm -hmm. but this one I think sure. looks pretty good in a live action. Yeah, it does look pretty cool. Um, there's also glimpses of all the other characters we see. Um, who I really enjoy was like Hawk and Dove, like their storyline. Yeah. I think he's a pretty good actor. Uh, of course, Starfire kind of had like a setup for her storyline in season two. So I think season three will have a lot to do with her and her family. And um, we also see really quickly uh, the dude from Game of Thrones as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I forgot what it is. is he a Marmont? I don't even know. He's one of yeah, yeah. He's one of those, right? Uh, yeah. We haven't gotten too much of him as as Bruce Wayne, but I think he fits for this really like kind of older Bruce Wayne that uh, kind of has like an antagonistic role for for the uh, for the Dick Grayson in the, the, one, yeah. the main characters. Exactly. So again, this is just a teaser, so not much uh, other than the like the Red Hood thing. There's not much of a like story details in it. We just see quick shots of all the characters. Uh, again, like uh, Connor Kent is there. Oh yeah, Beast Beast Boy is there. I would love to see Beast Boy change into something than a tiger. Uh, right now, he's just Tiger Boy. I'd like to see Beast Boy. I thought we just were getting Tiger a lot in the first season because we couldn't afford other muckups, right? I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Did we get anything else in season two? Did we get like a snake or something? I don't can't remember. I don't, know. I don't remember. Be creative but, about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get another character model. Yeah, kangaroo. Do something out there. Something that doesn't make sense. A koala. <laughs> kangaroo. Koala. Um, speaking of uh, Red Hood that you mentioned earlier, they, they reveal him at the end of the teaser. Uh, do you think the rest of the Titans have to take down Red Hood? Ooh. I think he's more... Uh, I think he's going to be a Batman type thing, right? Maybe we're going to get more of the Game of Thrones guy and they're just going to try and get Red Hood on their side somehow. See the air of his ways. But ultimately, won't. I want want them not to win and him stay the bad red hood you know um so we have red hood we have starfire do you think down the road we get arsenal slash speedy as a character in the titans oh to get the outlaws out there uh you know that could work out his character is always kind of weird how he's seen as the most sidekicky of these sidekicks kind of yeah um yeah. but this really serious adult show i think can introduce that kind of they're people that dress up in costumes, but they make it really adult and kind of serious. I think they can work in that speedy arsenal type role in that whole setup. Who's also like addicted to like cocaine or something like that or heroin. Yeah. So maybe that plot line could be <laughs> part of it. He and Dev can go on a <laughs> on the night out. <laughs> they can share. Yeah, I hope there's more Hawk and Dove because those characters are, I think, are really cool. But there's the cast is definitely like expanding, so like I I think maybe those storylines are gonna get cut short to give more time to the other characters. Uh, like Raven is gonna be a big part of it now. Um, not that she wasn't big in the last season, but like I think her character being the youngest one, I think it's like she's always gonna have a, a storyline in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I ever loved so, that character, but well, whatever. Yeah. I think it, it the actress that's playing her is like doing a pretty good job as that character though because that character is just like just like that in all the cartoons and stuff i guess the the character i want is like way more like uh goth about it you know she, i don't know if she's doing that well <laughs> um do you think this and doom patrol is in the same universe yeah i think they already talked about it that you know beast oh, boy right. beast boy was in th both there's a, a uh doom patrol like cameo like the whole doom patrol was in the that's Titans. right that's right the doy. so do we see do we see cyborg show up on titans then do you think that is a possibility mm -hmm. possibly they're still trying to make cyborg a thing right i think they're recasting cyborg yeah. at a certain point so again i think for so the shows oh, no no wow. for the movies somehow oh okay yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't need him in the movies I, i'd rather see him uh the cyborg in the show yeah i agree his fun attitude there kind of is just more enjoyable i guess like make the cartoon version of him <laughs> 
Well, we'll we'll see if he's part of the show starting uh, airing August twelfth is going to be the premiere on finally on HBO Max. Nice. Okay, um, I'd say check out the first two seasons, at least the second season, like half of it, at least, <laughs> <laughs> and then check out season three. I I look forward to it. I think it's definitely like the most consistent DC universe right now because in the movies it is all like scatterbrained. So. Are we getting our, our next reboot coming up soon? Reset everything once yet again? Confuse our fans yes. further? Yeah. I think uh, one of those um, reset charges went off <laughs> over at Warner Brothers. They just keep going off over there. <laughs> they keep like messing with the timelines. I think I think uh, Kevin Feige was like, you know what? I'm going to do them a favor. Send over a, a charge from the MCU. <laughs> Let them <laughs> give them a blank slate because I think they need it right now. Uh, so we're getting different variants of the heroes uh, from behind-the-scenes set photos of the current filming Flash movie. Right. We're getting a look at uh, Ezra Miller in this very ugly big suit in the middle of this <laughs> courthouse-looking thing. That might be Wayne Manor. I'm not sure. Uh, Michael Keaton is looking old with uh, showing his, yep. his gray, right? They got him all grayed out here, yep. And then uh, our new actress, Sasha Kaye, I believe is how you pronounce it, as Supergirl showing up in a Flash movie. Yeah, so there's set photos that got leaked and rumor has it that, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know anything about the Flash movie, skip ahead a little bit, maybe like five minutes. But rumor is that these photos are for the end of the movie. Like, yay, oh. we, we win the movie's we beat defeat the villain ready and then this is the status quo moving forward michael keen is the batman of the dceu no more ben affleck oh, wow. and maybe this uh sasha kaye is supergirl moving forward and there may be no more henry cavill and this is the starting point that dc continues their connected universe interesting that's really interesting okay so this is already rebooted supposedly this ezra miller is a carryover from the other one you think the the snyderverse i think ezra miller maybe possibly still wonder woman maybe possibly still aquaman the money makers because uh, because those are the ones that people want to see so those might carry over because i don't think they're in the weirdly enough their characters are in the flash point comic but i don't think they're in the flashpoint movie wow um and also cyborg is not in the flashpoint movie for other reasons <laughs> right we're still casting him right is that the issue <laughs> uh i think it's just the uh, political reasons oh he didn't update his software i get it <laughs> <laughs> he's waiting for windows 11 <laughs> what do you think about like the new the new looks of like uh michael keaton and the supergirl costume i think people just love michael keaton and glad to have him back Maybe he is like this really old Batman that can't do the job anymore. So we're going to have a spotlight on our Nightwings, on our Red Hoods. And Ooh. that'd be kind of cool as we're moving forward. And we're going younger, right? Supergirl is a younger version of Superman. So then we can spotlight that character more. You know, have a female lead in a movie, right? A Supergirl movie, but basically be the Superman I think could work out because I think DC is totally okay with using like the minority aspect to kind of get an audience. Sure. So I think I think that can work out. I think it's fine. I think uh, I'm gonna like it if if they play it the cards right because you know they screw people over all the time. So I don't know if they're gonna <laughs> you know get it get it right. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I, I'm eager to see Michael Keaton back. I wonder if he is going to be in some kind of bat suit or is he just going to be old man Bruce Wayne? Is he have, does he have a new, uh, Terry McGinnis type character with him, uh, in the Flashpoint alternate universe? I think that could be interesting. Ooh, okay. But there's also a set photo of, uh, Bruce Wayne's car. I don't know what car this is, but it looks sick. It looks like a Batmobile already, but it's like a luxury, <laughs> like, I don't know, Maybach Batmobile. Or Royce, something like, that. like Rolls Royce, maybe. It's really skinny. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, I don't know, what, Porsche? Yeah, it looks like something you, you would draw for Bruce Wayne in the animated series, like, <laughs> really, like, skewed long hood. Right, right. Like, two-seater. It looks really, like, not real. Like, you're playing with AutoCAD or something, <laughs> making a model of a car. Um, but, yeah, I think we're going to get him in the Batsuit. I don't know if it was real, but there was, like, a tease of just the Batman symbol a couple of weeks ago with, like, some, like, right. red jelly on it. it. was supposed to be blood. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? He spilled his donut. He spilled his donut. He's <laughs> he's in his old age. He's not suiting up anymore. He's just going to grab a donut. <laughs> Um, no sad photos of Ben Affleck, which makes me think he's not in it too much. He's probably just in the beginning, I think, before Flash messes with his timeline. And that's when we get introduced to Michael Keaton's Batman. And by the end of the movie, maybe the Snyderverse is wiped out. No more. And this is it moving forward. The new DCEU starring Flash as the main guy. <laughs> new NDCEU, like it, making it even longer with all these letters. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, from what I saw of Flash in the Snyder Cut, yeah, I I liked it. So I I do really want to see a Flash movie. I think his powers in the Snyder Cut look really cool. I I think all those improvements uh, were made because of the response of the other version of Justice League. They kind of picked up. Flash was kind of annoying in the other version, so yeah. they changed some stuff. I think they can remember those points when they do a Flash movie. Right? Makes sense. Yeah, as long as he's fast enough to save like a hot dog then this movie is gonna be great count me in right uh let's see if we can save the fantastic beast universe because i don't know i don't know about that <laughs> i like it but it seems like it's nobody's no- loving it like i am even flash is not fast enough to save <laughs> johnny depp's career oh, dang <laughs> Um, switching over, our last piece of news is real comic book news. Remember about a year ago, we were talking about a new published uh, comic book um, publication called Bad Idea? Yeah, I do remember that. That was pretty interesting. They were going to combat the big two, uh, another indie publisher, I guess. You know, Interesting model, yeah. too. Yeah, their focus was on smaller titles, only limited releases, and and also only on print, and only like printed once, I think. So they were not going to release digital versions and they were not going to make trade paperbacks. So you had to buy the issues, single issues, and collect it that way. Right. If you wanted it, you got to put in the order. Did you get any? Uh, I did not because I, I kind of exclusively read digital now. So that I'm already out of that loop. Um, and looks like they're also going to be out of that loop because they're closing now. Uh. Yeah, you hate to see it. Um, I guess their model was really interesting and a new idea, but it was kind of spelled trouble for them because they could not get the buys. I mean, it was just 2020 when they started, so... Yeah. Uh, not a great year to start. Because... That could be it, too. <laughs> I don't know if there were... How many comic book shops were actually open, right? Exactly. I mean, to be honest, I was kind of lazy like when everything shut down to get back to the comic book shop to buy everything mm-hmm. they were holding for me. 
Uh, yeah. But uh, maybe it was my fault. But I, I didn't put any orders for Bad Idea anyways. I wouldn't show it. I didn't hear too much until they started. So I do think if you have some of these, if you have some maybe that are like even like unopened yet, they could go up in value because of the rarity. Um, they're also like all prestige format. So they're not regular aspect ratio of comic books. They're like a little larger. And they also announced along with the ending of their company uh, that's going to end at the end of the year that they're also doing uh, kind of this event that is like called the final five which is the final five uh, stories that will be published by bad idea and the way to get them is you have to pre-order them but you won't know what these titles are or what the stories are about yet you kind of have to pre-order blindly blindly promise like you know you're gonna buy them and you'll get them but you still don't really know what they are interesting idea uh pretty weird too also they also blasted out there that it's, it's not a stunt it's we're not fake closing down yeah. we're actually closing down because uh, let's be honest comic book companies do these ploys these tricks on us all the time we're not doing that try to be honest about it so yes they are going to close up shop but these final five issues are still going to be sold so if you want them and you want your just go ahead and buy them blindly. You could pre-order them now and uh, get those and collect them. Maybe they're going to be worth a lot someday as being like the kind of like final issues of this kind of short-lived company. Yeah, pretty interesting idea there. Comic books can get pretty pricey the more rare they are. And what's rarer than a closing company? Yeah. <laughs> It's uh gonna be. I think it's gonna be three ninety nine because all their comics were three ninety nine. Like they said, we're not gonna go higher in price. So I know some comics now. It's like a regular comic issue. Some of them are like double that sometimes for not not a special event or anything. They're just like more expensive now. So uh, it's kind of cool that they were sticking to that price, but it didn't help them last long. So fortunately, bad idea closing up shop at the end of twenty twenty one. Let us know if you pick up some of these final five issues. Yeah, I'm curious about that maybe you're a bad idea fan and you're saying chris dan you guys are missing out you're not picking these up maybe they're great stories i don't really know uh all i can see is from the artwork it looked pretty badass like a lot of this black and white stuff yeah maybe we'll have to find out which is some of their better stories and do one for our podcast but uh you won't want to miss that if we do it please subscribe to the reader copy podcast you can find us on all podcast platforms Totally. And you can find us on all the social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find us at the Reader Copy Podcast. Let's talk. Well, that is it for the news this week. Like I said, not a whole lot, but definitely things that I felt like we needed to talk about. And uh, let's get into our comic book this week. It is Midnighter. If you didn't know, June is actually celebration of Pride Month in the States. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is. Pride Month celebrates uh, the LGBT community. So I wanted a book that kind of celebrates that as well. And there's a lot of good books you could choose. I was going through a list and some of the ones I wanted to do was uh, one called Check Please, which is about uh, hockey, which oh. I thought was like, that was kind of cool. It's a oh. webcomic. Um, then there's one that I always wanted to pick up but never got a chance to it's called love is love which is more of like a anthology book of from different creators about um lgbt stories yeah but the one i chose to do is called midnighter because i like superheroes yeah. <laughs> that's what this is about <laughs> Yeah, I think funny enough, this uh, story was the first with a LGBTQ main character in the big two in Marvel or DC. Yeah, so um, I really enjoy him. Do you know much about Midnighter before reading this comic? Just kind of his personality. I don't even really know his power set before reading the comic, really. Yeah, his personality, if I had to kind of like 
take other characters and combine them i'd say it's like part daredevil part punisher part maybe even like rorschach or something like that maybe maybe somewhat i thought maybe like somewhat of a deadpool the way like smiles to the camera okay yeah maybe moon knight the way he's just out in the open about it yeah um he is kind of like what so would say an anti-hero even though i don't like that term <laughs> i still don't get why um, you don't like it but okay yeah agreed. you're either a hero or a villain i don't know why was there some anti about it well but, midnighter like i'm not a hero okay all right well he beats up bad guys he beats them bad he's even killing bad guys uh he does it in a very bloody manner this is why it reminds me of daredevil like maybe the show because he is in costume and he's always like smiling when he's he's happiest when he's like beating up bad guys and even he is really bloody but that's what he likes um he his costume is similar to like a batman like it looks like a batman without the pointy ears kind of right right the mask the cowl looks a lot like that he's also got like a what are these called like these big black jackets uh duster like he's a got trend, duster like, yeah duster yeah, yeah. Nice. he's got like just whipping that duster tail back whenever he turns Whip how? uh yeah he, he's just really cool i think he's one of the cooler uh superheroes um he's part of wildstorm that's where he was created yeah the uh jim's jim lee's whole setup yeah and when that was absorbed by dc he's now part of like the dc universe he was part of the superhero team called the authority pretty awesome that's a cool name i gotta say the authority they're kind of similar to if i had to guess uh pinpoint them closer to like a jupiter's legacies looking style team okay sure yeah which is yeah kind of just like another offshoot of justice league right 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 yeah if there was if they were compared to just like he would be their batman but he is definitely like not exactly like a batman like first off he kills bad guys i loves doing it yeah he does have superpowers his superpowers comes from like this place called uh the god garden where he was kidnapped as a child okay taken there and then like experimented on and now he has uh, like a supercomputer in his head so if you know the character Phantom X, which oh, is also similar to him, he's kind of like that. He's like he can calculate incredibly fast in his head, and that's what he uses to advantage when fighting bad guys. We should have brought that up. I think Phantom X is probably the most closest to. It's just a different color yeah. scheme. <laughs> that's actually true. They're, they're both kind of like self-centered kind of characters yeah. too. Um, a little bit of backstory. There's another character in the Authority named Apollo, and uh, Midnighter and Apollo were lovers, right? For like a long time, like they're attached at the hip. There is a series called Midnighter and Apollo, uh, and they were boyfriends. But right before this comic that we're doing today, they just split up. So Midnighter is newly single and ready to mingle. Right on the prowl, right on the hunt. Yeah. <laughs> This book that we're doing came out in 2016. It is his first, I think it's his first self-titled series. Oh, really? And uh, we're doing the first six issues, and that volume is called Out, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a play on words as far as him being like openly out as a gay superhero, uh, but also out like he's out of his relationship, and he's, he's like, just I, it's just me now. It's not Midnighter Apollo, it's just Midnighter. Yeah, also, you know, we mentioned Apollo, and they mentioned him in the comic, but they don't really bring up any other authority characters. So 
it's kind of it's yeah. kind of him in the mix of the DC universe, you know. Exactly, yeah. Um this issue, this run is uh written by Steve Orlando. Steve Orlando has written a bunch of DC stories in the past. He's he's written for Wonder Woman, Batman, Martian Manhunter, but he's most notably kind of like known for writing a lot of these kind of stories of LGBT kind of like highlight their stories. Cool. He's won even um a Glad Award for it, uh for another book, uh Martian Manhunter in two thousand eight. Oh really? Uh, okay. Have you heard of Broken Frontier? I haven't. No, I've never really heard okay. of that. Broken Frontier is a web magazine, and he won their award for best new series in 2015 for Midnighter, this book. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. Broken yeah. Frontier. There's a lot of artists on this book. I think there's maybe a new one each issue, so I can't really highlight them all. But let's just say like the book is bloody. Oh, yeah. Pretty gory. Uh, a lot of like zoomed-in shots throughout the panels. I'll bring that up later. Yeah. I really like uh, the art work pretty much throughout the book but it starts off with midnighter um midnighter's real name is lucas trent and we see him here uh he has like a mohawk that's how you know he's cool right underneath the the cow he's gotta be rocking that yeah um he's asleep and he gets an alert from his supercomputer which is in his head like it talks to him right yeah like a phone call he's like hey there's this uh uh attack that you you gotta go stop right and another power that he has is this like teleporting door which is almost identical to what we see on Loki, the TV show. Funny enough, that yeah. the TVA has. Except they're going through time. He's just going through space. Meaning he could be in the West Coast and just go through the door and end up in like Europe or something. Like he could be literally, literally anywhere at once. That's how like that's how he can be like a superhero of the world. It's because there's no limit to where he can go on planet Earth. Right. Much. Uh, he is just kind of like a regular human, at, by the way, but he uses this uh, portal type door. And as he jumps out of bed, he's doing this cool, like, sprawling motion outside of bed uh, as he jumps into Boston. Here in Boston, there is, like, a robbery. And it looks like these villains are straight out of, like, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> I think the insane clown posse, actually. Okay, yeah. <laughs> a combination of both. They're driving, like, this big monster truck, like... You know, like three foot tall tires and it's like totally lifted, bro. Nice. (laughs) And as they're like charging in, uh, they have like guns blazing. Standing in the middle of the road now here is Midnighter in full costume. With the whole black getup just standing there all confident. He takes this light pole, he breaks it at the base. And he lifts the entire monster truck by the hood and just lifts into the air. <laughs> yeah, he has like superhuman strength a little bit and like all these like super reflexes and stuff. So he's able to lift this monster truck and like flip it over and all these like goons fall out of it. They're all like, like you said, they're all like in like clown makeup and stuff. And one of them has this gun, right? And it looks weird. Like it looks like one end is like a pistol and the other end is like this like demonic looking like figure, right? And it says like, if I shoot you with this it'll turn you into a demon right so like like stand back your body will be uh, embodied by a whole demon they call it the fossil gun um, one of these goons is trying to shoot up Midnighter, but Midnighter just runs through all the different scenarios and can dodge all of the shots. So that's, again, one of his powers. His super computing mind can, like, play out all the scenarios that could happen and do the best one. And there's one where he, like, dodges all the bullets and he, like, knocks the pistol kind of, like, away from this guy. And it shoots one of his, like, I don't know, co-villains. <laughs> Co-worker villains. And that villain erupts into this gigantic demon, like I'm talking like three stories high, red skin, horned up, 
and is trying to attack Midnighter like a puny little ant. Midnighter is like acrobatic flipping everywhere. He grabs like a pretty much like a shattered windshield, like it's torn off a car, and he flings it at the neck of this demon and pretty much like cuts her head off. So that's how he defeats that one. The demon now is like dead and defeated. But I guess another shot from that gun hit a little girl, like a bystander. Right. The mother saw this guy just kill that demon. It's like, don't kill my little girl. She's just a little girl. But uh, Midnighter, instead of doing that, he like takes the kid and is talking directly to the demon. He's like, I yeah. know what you are. You're not a demon. You're actually an alien inside this little girl's body. And basically just threatens this alien to get exercised out of the little girl and the alien runs away. Yeah, it's, it's, he's pretty much just like putting the fear into the alien to leave the girl's body. Um, and it does. And like Midnighter saves the day. There's like a whole bunch of wreckage and stuff behind <laughs> him, but he doesn't care. Like He's like, I defeated the bad guys. Still with a smirk and, on his face. Yep, he's always smiling. Now, if you remember, I mentioned earlier the God Garden. This is like this, uh, almost like this floating base above the earth, like alien uh, base where they did experiments on people to give them powers. And Midnighter was one of these people oh, when wow. he was a young boy. Um, so they have like all, like it's pretty much like a lab, right? This floating base of, of experiments and lab and technology that they have there that no one knows about. And there's this one, like the gardener, who looks like this old lady. She's kind of like the keeper of this whole base. And she's alone there. She's supposed to be alone there. But teleporting in is this figure that is there to like attack and take all the technology for himself. Right. So this old lady, the gardener, is getting pretty much like beat up by this random character. We don't get a good look at the, the guy. But she's fighting off this lady stealing all of her equipment and boots off the gardener out into space, out into orbit just outside of Earth. But he has like those teleporting doors too, just like uh, Midnighter. So he now has control. He's gone back, kicked out the old lady, and he's like in control of the God Garden now. So he has like all this technology. And uh, it's pretty much like he can do whatever he wants now with all this tech. It's like super high tech that no one knows about. All this hidden stuff at his disposal. Now, uh, Midnighter, he's in his other persona. And he's actually, he's like on a Tinder date out in Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with this new guy, uh, Jason, I think. And he's just like, yeah, I'm the Midnighter. He's not hiding it at all. At the, no, this nice restaurant, it. he's like, that's what I do in my spare time. I save people's lives. Yeah, He's showing him like, because they met, like you said, like on Tinder or probably Grinder. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> and his, his his name on Grinder is like M, right? He's like, M as in Midnighter? Like, that's your profile? Like, <laughs> he's not even hiding it. Again, this is newly single uh, Lucas Trent. He's like out just raw dogging some random. Okay, <laughs> out on the town. <laughs> he's like living it up. He wants to be single. He's dating and he's like meeting new guys. So this is one of his dates. And out of nowhere, another portal erupts in this restaurant and like his group of like militarized people come out and they're attacking, but they have like super high-tech weaponry similar to what was taken from the God Garden. Oh, okay. These people are basically like terrorists just like attacking these Americans talking about their wrong lives and how they ran away from i think they're from this country called Medora, which okay. is a country inside of the dc universe around the balkans like european country fake one right 
I see. And they're just like erupting this fancy ass restaurant and fighting off these random civilians. They did not know Midnighter's in the middle of it. And right away, you already see like Midnighter jump into his costume. Again, like he's happy. Like, oh, okay, I get to beat up some people. He's smiling and he's fighting off these like terrorists, right? But he knows like these weapons are like beyond their, their means. And he's like, where could these people get like this kind of weaponry? So there's these awesome shots of him just tossing these people, evading all the laser beams that are shot at him. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, Mortal Kombat style, you know, like see through images oh, yeah. where you see the skulls and like kicks to the face jaws getting again blood everywhere (laughs) i really like those shots like the 3d effects um so he's defeated them it's later that night now uh kind of similar to deadpool he just goes to like this local bar that he always goes to and he like knows the bartender and the bartender knows his usual order and there's like funny banter here because his usual order is like these fish and chips. They look like fish and chips, like super deep fried. Oh, yeah. And he's like, uh, I have superpowers, but I'm like really dying of like cholesterol. <laughs> right. And the bartender's like, Yeah, I'm actually your real arch nemesis and I'm killing you slowly. <laughs> this is like one of his close friends, Tony. And he's just like the barkeep there, a good friend. Um, and they talk about his ex-boyfriend Apollo and how they're broken up. Um, as Midnighter leaves the the bar, Tony he like talks to the other guests like, like you got something to say like you know about my gay friend like you know keep it to yourselves yeah. right. He's like all the right. other customers there. He's he's defending them. And again, Midnighter doesn't hide that he's Midnighter, right? Yeah. In he in fact he uses it to his advantage because he brings his date who is from like California and with his teleportation door he just brings him to Moscow. Where his like penthouse suite is the Kremlin, and it's like you could just <laughs> you could just go. Uh, you're like on unlimited vacation because you could just go anywhere. And he brings him there, and he's like, "This is amazing! Like we're just going on a, a trip across the across the world, right?" And they just kind of like they can go anywhere. They're going back and forth. Uh, and Midnighter knows what he's doing. Like he's impressing this date because the date like gives it up. Yeah, <laughs> right away they get it on in his nice penthouse apartment. I mean, it's a nice. It's already a nice penthouse. Like I mean, that's already a plus. <laughs> I mean, if he took me there, I I wouldn't do anything different either. <laughs> Pants are off right away and. They have a good night because it's the next morning. He's cooking him breakfast and he's cooking him the thing where like, uh, have you ever had this where you fry an egg inside a slice of bread? Uh, I've tried to make it myself. Disaster. Yeah. Disaster. Not, I, not very good. I think I've done it and I just, I don't like it though. It's just bread and egg, right? I mean, if that's, yeah, it's, it's like, that. why do I have to make it in the bread? I can just eat them separately. I also want toast with like butter and jam or something. True. Not egg. True. I think these like eggs in the middle of foods are kind of a disaster when I make them. Like, I tried to make a loco mocha once. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, this is not restaurant quality. There's no way I can get close to it. <laughs> That's pretty easy to make. I don't know. This middle egg thing, it's not working for me. Um, while they're eating breakfast, Midnighter, he has like this thing behind his back, which is, it looks like an EpiPen kind of thing. Okay. And without even asking the, the guy that he's seeing, he kind of like injects him, surprisingly. And what he injects him with is almost like a communication device. And he says like, okay, now you're connected to my network, meaning like the computer in his head. Whenever you need me you could just say i need you and i can hear you and we could communicate and i get it he's doing this because like he likes him he wants to protect him but also he does this without asking right and that just shows the kind of like person that he is he's just like i'm in charge and uh i don't care what you think (laughs) he's kind of moving 
through it with no like regard for other people's like opinions pretty much just going through life like that way right uh he just thinks he's awesome i guess boom out of nowhere appears the gardener remember this is the lady that was supposed to be protecting the god garden right that old lady she pretty much appears in a portal just to warn midnighter like hey uh the shit we have is stolen <laughs> yes you're right be uh, warned. All of that high-tech technology is out in the open. It's probably from some bad people. Um, and again, this is like this weird relationship with the, between the gardener and Midnighter. She's the one that made him kind of like this freak, right? And it's all like different right. experiment. Exactly. So it's not like they're friends or anything like that, or this is his mentor or anything like that. But in a way, it's all he knows. So he has to kind of like just go with it, right? Okay. I think I figured it out. He's actually most like Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Experiment, by the know? end of the book by the end of the book he's just gonna be like every character we know <laughs> i think i am groot <laughs> um we ran into a different character now this character's name is marina and uh apparently marina has lost her family for some reason right and she's in like this deep depression right and while she is like alone she hears a voice someone talking to she her just, she doesn't know who this is it's a strange voice just in her head right and it's telling her like don't blame yourself for what happened to your family you should really blame is this like food company who knew that the food that they're selling could be poisonous <laughs> yes so this voice is kind of like playing her right kind of like trying to use her as a pawn um, right. Whoever this voice is gives her this kind of necklace. They call it a necklace, but it's more like a whole like crop top kind of <laughs> alien looking outfit that she wears and is giving her like some type of power to get revenge on this company. Totally looks like it's from aliens. Like it looks like a face hugger, but on her chest and like around her neck, right? Yeah. What was it like? Uh, something Geiger, the guy that made the alien look. Yeah. Geiger, I think. Yeah. Um, this thing gives her powers and it's like the sound that she can make with it attacks other people. So like she can hurt people with sound. There are these specific noises she makes, and it just like <laughs> like they keel over in different ways. These six different noises, like people's hearts give out, people's like bones break, and they just kind of fall to the ground as she just says these words. And she's going through this whole building of like this corporation that was like selling this food or whatever that she's like blaming killed her family, and she's like going floor to floor, literally killing everyone she sees. But this gets the attention of Midnighter, so he you know teleports in uh, to find Marina there. She uses the attack on. On him and he goes flying actually with one of these nodes he gets crumbled back down to a desk and he is like struggling now he knows like okay, I, I can't get closer because as soon as I get close she just says something or makes a sound and I I get pushed back and I break more bones so what I have to do is make sure I don't hear her sounds. Right. Okay. Easy enough. So how do you how do you prevent yourself from hearing? Uh, he punches his ears, both of his ears at the same time, like punching his head. So that way, like he kind of temporarily goes deaf. <laughs> it's pretty dumb. His the sides of his head are pretty bloody. Like he has no ears anymore. <laughs> He's bleeding out of the sides of his head. So he does like a Mission Impossible uh, Rapunzel down the side of the building into the floor that yeah. she's at to attack her right before she takes out the uh, corporate heads there. So he saves the day. He apprehends her and he defeats her by literally going deaf. <laughs> he'll, he'll heal later. He has like yeah. super healing, but like 
It's just funny. It's kind of like a Deadpool move. It's funny. He like literally just punches his eardrums till they explode. Totally. We're now in back in Moscow, right? This is kind of like his home base. Okay. And he's now with a new guy. Like, remember, this is single Midnighter. He's not tied down to any one guy. So he's dating this other guy. Right. And I don't know if you notice this, but he kind of resembles Apollo, his ex-boyfriend. Oh, right. Apollo, who's like this, like a superhero guy. Right. But pretty similar look. Yeah. They both have like white hair, kind of like longish white hair. So it's funny that he's like interested in this new guy. Um, I think this new guy's name is Matt, but they're really kind of like hitting it off. He's showing him around Moscow and he's showing him like all like the places like he likes to eat and he's like having a good time with him. Right. They even go clubbing. It's a good like disco out, uh, guys night out, right? Yeah. Uh, we catch up after the day. We catch up with uh, Marina. She's now in prison, right? Yes. And similar to the first guy that Midnighter was seeing, he had injected her with uh, like a communication device so she could talk to Midnighter um, at any time because Midnighter kind of knows she was like used as like a pawn. Right. Kind of like she had good intentions. Just the wrong way to do it. Killing off uh, this like whole building of people. <laughs> yeah. So she's in solitary confinement. So she's like, screw it. I need to talk to somebody. I- I'll talk to Midnighter, right? Yeah. And she talks to him and he's in the middle of a mission where he is investigating a uh, like, um, human trafficking case that he's kind of like following a lead on. Pretty uh, dire situation. This one girl got kidnapped. And he's trying to help his mom out, her mom out, to find uh, the daughter. And so he hunts down the one of the most popular child traffickers in the city and is threatening him. Like, you must know who, who uh, took the girl. And he strings this guy up, like, ties his arms up and has him a couple of floors up just looking down to his death, right? And threatening him, like, who took this girl? Yeah, and then this guy saying, like, I don't know if this guy is a human trafficker, the one that took the girl, but I know who took her. And this leads him to track down this other person where he sees the girl and she's tied up to, like, this machine device, right, that they're doing experiments on. And it's, again, reminiscent of, like, experiments done on Midnighter as as a child. Oh. So immediately, like, he hates this. Like, he's trying to stop her and save the girl. This device is supposed to, like, take her and put it in someone else so pretty messed up stuff um so he just kind of just lands in the middle of this whole meeting as the experiment is going on and goes into action the computer tells him what to do who's about to shoot him and he even kicks this one guy that's got a gun up and that causes the enemy to shoot up the other villain and like kind of like <laughs> shoots up the other get two in one you know even like like the the big machine there that's supposed to like take the youth out of the girl with one kick like he like destroys it like it's in pieces right nice and he finally like gets the guy that kidnapped the girl and is like scaring him half to death and be like who gave you this advice where did you get it who who do you work for who do you work for and he scares him so much that he actually gives up a name and the name he gives up is Noy Akinovich right I think it's a good try yeah (laughs) I have no idea this guy is like almost like a big time um, weapons dealer type guy super rich super underground and right away like Midnighter kind of knows who he's dealing with right it's one of those names 
names that you just hear on the black market, you know, a menacing name, but no one knows what it looks like. So he knows now, like, okay, this is the guy that stole all the tech from the God Garden. I have to find this guy. Um, meanwhile, he's still kind of like, when he's not Midnighter, he's still like interested in this Matt guy. And it shows them getting closer. Um, their dates are not just like going out now. It's like they're staying in and just talking and learning about each other. Dude, I cannot get past his penthouse building. They have a garden on the roof. <laughs> Come on. When when you could just go anywhere, like you could be super rich. I guess that's it. You get you get to pick the best place. It's like jumper. You can steal whatever you want. So now Midnighter, after his date, he knows he's gonna need some help to go after Anoy Akinovich, right? Because this guy's a big deal. He has henchmen, he doesn't work alone. Like so far he's been dealing with a woman that has been like kind of like used and then a guy that just wanted to steal youth. But now he's dealing with like a real criminal, right? Right. So he needs help. And one of the guys that he is, he kind of like really trusts and has helped him in the past is Dick Grayson. What? Yeah. Mid- Boy Midnighter, <laughs> Midnighter loves Dick Grayson. Okay. Uh, all right. He's, he's, he's all about helping out Dick Grayson. We just got canceled. So, okay. <laughs> He uh, at this time though, Dick Grayson is not Nightwing. He's not Robin. He's actually uh, a secret spy kind of thing, where he goes by I think his name is Agent Thirty Seven or something like that. Pretty cool. It's kind of this interesting time in uh, his timeline. It's a self-titled Grayson comic, I think. Right. He doesn't like this is when he was more like a super spy, uh, and I think he worked for like this agency called Spiral, and he was not with like Batman or the Bat Family. He was not even like covering his face. Yeah, he was right. he was just Grayson, right? Um, but Midnighter pays him a visit, and he's like, in a way, he's like asking for his help, but like in like his weird, like playful, playful way, right? Because he shows up in the middle of uh, Grayson's mission, and they like <laughs> ask him for help, right? And he's like, okay, I'm gonna kidnap you to to help me out. It's kind of like a playful thing, like he's asking for help, but because um, he you know, has an understanding of Moscow, because Moscow is right. some type of origin of this Noi guy, right? They know that this guy, Akinovich, Noe Akinovich, runs one of these, like, weird, I, I don't want to call it a brothel, but, like, it's this thing where rich douchebags go. Pay them a lot <laughs> of money. Get, yeah, pay this, this thing a lot of money, where you would think, at first, like, it looks like, oh, it's a brothel where they might sure. sleep with women or prostitutes or something, but it's not. And it's a place where they get to live their fantasy of killing a demon or a monster and this case a vampire it's this weird like back alley setup and they view themselves as the heroes as they pay this like handsome sum they're like drunk assholes right they right. get a stake and like a wooden stake and they kill off this vampire that's been chained up and they're like vampires like whimpering like whining like sad but they feel like they're heroes and they like high five when they obliterate this vampire it's crazy because like the vampire you see him chained up he has like a necklace of garlic around his around his neck yeah and he's just like we haven't been fed in weeks and i'm dying and like he's begging for help like this is not what you think a vampire would be but he's like bony and dying and in the middle of him begging for help, these like drunk douchebags like just stab him in the, in the heart with a stake and killing a vampire. And they're like, yeah, like we did it. We're killing like bad demons or whatever. They think themselves as the hero. Okay. This was what goes down in Moscow. So weird. <laughs> So, uh, Grayson knows that this is going on. He tells Midnighter and like, they're going to go there, uh, to find this, uh, Akinovich guy, right? Yeah. He's probably the, 
the one that's got this all set up it just points to him for some reason so they're staking it out um they see some rich guys go in there same deal and they bust in and they're like fighting off like all the guards there and uh midnighter like you know like the way he fights like bloody and he beats him to the pulp or dick grayson remember he used to be like uh like a gymnast acrobat trapeze boy <laughs> trapeze boy so his move his moves are very like back flippy doing like these splits in the air somersaults yeah <laughs> And the guy that's, like, in charge of all this, turns out he is, like, the head vampire. And he is the one turning uh, these people into vampires to use as, like, prey or as, like, victims for these rich douchebags, right? So now he is, like, a strong vampire. And he attacks Midnighter. He, like, grabs him and, like, flies up one floor and, like, tosses him into the, the bathroom there. And they're, like, fighting. But Midnighter knows that this guy, though he's portraying himself as a vampire, is not really a vampire. Right. Midnighter has a past. He's fought vampires in the past. He knows this is just kind of like a facade, a fake thing. There's this cool thing where he knees him in the face and like his face turns into a bunch of rats and cockroaches because they're vermin. Yeah. I guess this is part of vampire lore. I've never heard of before. Uh, I guess, but he pretty much knees him in the face. His head explodes and like bugs and rats come out of it. Dope. <laughs> So they're still trying to track down this Noy guy. They couldn't find him there. Um, but now this Noy Akanovich guy knows that they're after him because we see him watching like surveillance footage of this event. So he knows like, okay, Midnighter and Grayson are kind of like on to me. So I'm going to be like extra cautious. Right. Noy, this business suit type of guy, deals in like this hyper extreme weapons, right? And he looks at this video of Midnight. He's like, okay, that is my next sale, my next item. I can make a pretty buck on the computer brain he's got. Right. And he's like informing his buyers like, okay, next up for sale is like the super supercomputer brain, right? Yeah. Coming soon. Next item. Yeah. Next item on the list coming soon. But he knows it's going to be hard to get. And he knows like Grayson and Midnighter are going to be tough to beat. So he goes down to his lab where he has all these scientists working on these more crazy experiments. And they're pretty much making monsters. <laughs> These just weird experiments of them caging up these people to be transformed into werewolves, bear people, um, like the zomb- like mechanized zombies, which is kind of cool, I gotta say. Yeah, and uh, we now see Midnighter and Grayson, and they go down to the subway where they know like under the subway is like where the lab is, and they're waiting there to like try to sneak in. And Midnighter does something kind of silly here. Uh, he handcuffs himself and Grayson together because I think he knows like. Grayson is hetero, but he likes messing with him. <laughs> <laughs> Just like like a playful thing, right? I, I, it's yeah. getting too easy for him at this point. Exactly. He's like, I, I'm bored, so let's try a challenge. And he handcuffs them together. So out of nowhere, the bear, like the killer bear mutants appear uh, and like the werewolves. So he has to like fight off these monsters while handcuffed to Grayson because he was bored. Right. They're taking this like subway and just each station they're fighting off these weird monsters, bird ladies, goblin people, amphibian l- women. So weird. Cyclops werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> they finally just battle their way through all these monsters, making it their way to the lab, the underground lab. So they're finally there and they see uh, Noy Akinovich. And Midnighter right away just like throws a bunch of knives at him, right, to try to stop him. But he uses some of his powers, which is technology he got from the God Garden, to stop the knives in midair and like almost like Magneto 
pull Grayson and Midnighter up through into the ceiling into like the floor next door, which is like the street level. So that <laughs> that breaks off the handcuff between the two of them. They dust off, they, they stand up, and Midnighter makes a one of those teleport doors in front of him and he teleports himself behind Norm Noi to kick off his, his the back of his head and knock him out. He's literally about to like finish him off, like kill him, and he takes like a piece of glass that he's he throws it in uh, towards the back of Noi to like pretty much end him, right? Kill him. But Grayson throws his baton thing, knocks down the glass, and he says like no killing because again he is like a former Robin trained by Batman, not like Midnight. It's like no killing, right? Right. Um, it does hit knock off and hit Noi like in the lower back so he is still like hurt now and he can't he's like captured he can't run away and um midnight i think's like okay cool i caught the guy that stole all the tech everything's gonna go back done deal but noi reveals like i am actually just another middleman that got all this tech there's someone else that really stole it and gave it to me so like you think you caught the mastermind there's someone higher up Oh crap! So this just pisses off Midnighter even more. It's somewhat of a mission accomplished between Grayson and Midnighter, and they just have a, a nice glass of uh, some liquor to celebrate. Um, but a couple of days later, Midnighter and Matt they're kind of having like a good life together, right? They're having Thanksgiving dinner um, in the middle of the penthouse, nice turkey and everything. So it seems like their relationship is getting stronger and it's growing, and that's in a way not good because again, villains know that Lucas Trent is Midnighter. So if you want to get after him, get after the people he cares about, which is now this new guy Matt. So someone has gone and attacked Matt's dad to what? get try to get at Midnighter, and they get a phone call saying like Matt's dad was attacked. So they have to go now to Connecticut. Where, where Daniel, where's Connecticut? I I think you said it wrong. It's pronounced Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut. Because it's in the South, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they go down to Connecticut where Matt's dad lives. And we see Matt's dad. He's all kind of like, he has like bandages all over his face because he was attacked, right? But he is alive. And Matt is hugging him. And he introduces him to Midnighter and kind of like why this is happening. And Midnighter, like he's just furious that people would try to attack other people that he cares about to try to get to him right right i mean it's kind of his fault you know he's on the open he's midnighter and now they're hurting the people he loves so in like a rage he just needs to like beat up people to like let his anger out so he goes to a bar where he like kind of like picks a fight just so that he could beat up on people so like he beat up a bunch of like these bikers for no reason and then the next day it's the morning now and it's just midnighter in his normal clothes and he's talking to Matt's dad and he's saying like, I, you know, I'm really sorry about this and uh, I'm going to make it right and all that. But Matt's dad is kind of like, I totally understand. I'm just glad that uh, Matt is OK because I remember when he first came out, he had a hard time. So I don't care like about my safety or whatever, as long as Matt is like protected. Yeah. You know, he's found someone that he loves and I think you just need to protect him. Don't worry about me, the dad. So Midnighter, Lucas and Matt are like on a walk through the park. Um, and out of nowhere, this school bus charges at them, like not on a street, like in the middle of the park. Yeah. So Lucas jumps into his Midnighter mode, changes clothes super fast. <laughs> And jumps into the bus and he stops these crazy people that are like driving trying to attack them. These uh, crazy goons, they're shooting up the bus trying to shoot him down. But he just somersaults through the bus to the front, 
takes the steering wheel and crashes it into a building. Uh, he kind of like knocks out the drivers, but when he hits them, they're not like regular people. It's almost like they're like, I don't know, like weird moldings because then their face just like melts and peels off as he's like punching them. Right. Some type of high tech android, kind of like a Terminator material that they're made out of. And he knows this from the God Garden, like this technology. And he remembers it from there. It's a specific skin that uh, was held up in the God Garden. You know, right. it makes like android people. People. So when he approaches Matt and his father back at the, their childhood home, he takes a look at the dad and says, like, get away from Matt, right? Right. And Matt's like, what are you talking about? What's going on? And right away, without hesitation, Midnighter approaches the dad and just like kind of like uppercuts him. <laughs> straight into the face and the face melts and explodes like this green goo just like those androids Matt's like ah what's going on what did I just see right (laughs) what did you do to my dad (laughs) and Midnight is like Matt I'm sorry but that was never your dad Uh, I don't know where your dad is he might have been taken already but I promise you I'll do everything to find him and he's like holding him he's hugging him right he's like don't worry I'm gonna make this right I'm gonna make everything normal again Uh, we'll find your dad right and Matt out of nowhere kind of like looks up at him and totally kylo rends him what and stabs him in the gut this warm embrace hug turns into a stab in the front because (laughs) this whole knife just goes through like you could see it through the back of back of him just went all the way through he's bleeding out night midnight or just crumbles to the ground bleeding out and he's like why what is this what are you doing yeah and matt like walks to the other room as he's like kind of like talking to him and he's like saying like oh you almost got away with it you almost had it but i was always one step ahead of you and he walks back and he's no longer in the clothes that matt was wearing now he's wearing this like super high-tech armor with this big long cape and he has like this weird electric sword with him he kind of has like a knight helmet on kind of look and he was revealed to be this character called Prometheus. Right. And he was using Midnighter all along. And he used his technology to get to the God Guard to steal the stuff. And he was playing with his emotions. He was oh playing God. like a fiddle. <laughs> it was his UBF the whole time. God, freaking Matt. <laughs> it was Matt the whole um, time. It was Matt the whole time. <laughs> And I think we're going to stop there. There's still one more issue in the volume, but I'm going to leave it to you guys if you want to keep on reading. It ends uh, with a cool kind of like battle between this new character, Prometheus and Midnighter. But I thought it was like a great surprise twist when I read that. It was Matt the whole time. Yeah. Was, he was playing with his emotions and this comic played my emotions when it revealed that. <laughs> This was like a new introduction to a character that has a lot of molds to the other characters right. in different universes, but he's in his own right pretty awesome. I would say if you do pick up this volume, definitely read the last issue, continue on, because it reveals Matt or Prometheus's intentions and kind of plays with the whole idea of Midnighter, and uh, it's a really good book. I totally recommend it. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. What did you think of Midnighter? I thought it was really cool. It was like moves really fast for a comic. Kind of just uh-huh. the ball continues to roll on. Um, really intense close-ups all the time on like reactions to the characters in the panels. Pretty freaking badass. Like he's one of the most definitely like badass characters I've read. Yeah, I, I super enjoyed it. Uh, I even enjoyed the stuff where he's not Midnighter and he's like this like playboy just dating a bunch of dudes, yeah. just having fun and uh, kind of like using his superpowers to his 
personal benefit to like hook up with all these guys. <laughs> pretty, pretty sweet penthouse too. Yeah. So that is, uh, we actually only did the first five issues. There's one more issue in this volume called Out, uh, but highly recommend Midnighter. Check it out if you can. For sure. All right, let's get into side stories. The thing I want to talk about is something that actually came out a while back. And I saw it when it came out, but I, I'd been saving it in case I didn't have anything to talk about, which is now. Okay. So, <laughs> what is it? I I just started uh, regrouping with some of uh, some of my pals that I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. So we all got back together. Uh, it was me, uh, Joey, uh, Chandler, uh, Monica, <laughs> and and the rest of them. Phoebe's Rachel, Smelly Ross, Cat, uh, Smelly Cat, uh, Gunther, the Ducks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Friends reunion on HBO Max. Jerry, I, <laughs> Jerry, uh, Kramer, uh, Norm, <laughs> Newman, Newman. Uh, yeah, Dwight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did you watch the Friends reunion on HBO? I didn't watch it yet. Was it good? Was it worth it? The time? I, I mean, if you like Friends, it's definitely worth watching. Okay. If you if you have even seen like just reruns or just and yeah whatever if you like some friends i think there's something you'll like in the reunion it is not like a an episode it's kind of like how they did fresh prince where it's just the cast coming back together and talking about oh, yeah. memories and filming the show uh so i like i think that's always better than having another episode or continuing the story because those can disappoint whereas this could uh, at worst be okay <laughs> right it's just reminiscing it's not gonna ruin the entire series that you've loved yeah, up till now exactly um, I am a fan of the show. I don't think it's the best sitcom, but I, I've seen every episode. I think <laughs> so, uh, I like it. I think it's close to the top. Like, I mean, stuff has been improved since then, right? A lot of sitcoms have been really good since then, but it's like you can watch it now and still be really entertained, I think. Yeah, I, I think it it's groundbreaking. It definitely uh, inspired a lot of sitcoms after that. Uh, but it's probably top 10 at least. Okay. I'll put it there. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and then watching the reunion, I really enjoyed it. And, um, seeing all of them kind of like looking back at their younger selves and kind of like laughing about it and talking about how, uh, you would think like it was a great success right away, but they're talking about how it maybe wasn't that popular right away, which almost all popular sitcoms are like that. Like it's not a hit right away, I guess. Yeah. I think they're usually all ahead of their time. Like I think Seinfeld yeah. was that way the office right it was like yeah shaky and and then they reenacted this is my favorite part is they oh. reenacted some scenes from the episodes like they did a table read or they literally redid it which was one uh when they had the quiz kind of like game show episode in the apartment yeah yeah, yeah. they kind of like redid that with new questions so that was really cool yeah yeah so that was really cool um, they all pretty much look the same, just slightly older, except for uh, uh, Matthew Perry. Oh, really? <laughs> That's like, what you're going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, like, man, he, I, I want to say he got plastic surgery. Oh, you think it was that? Uh, maybe. I remember he had a show fairly recently, like a couple of years ago. And I yeah. thought, oh, this, it's okay. I mean, it's not awful. 
considering you know people that come back after a while usually suck but this show is not that bad right. and he didn't look too bad they're just like older what about now i want I, I don't know if he got like um what do you call it? uh botox like right before something but his face looked not the same huh but uh, whatever like i'm not gonna bash him for it it's still you do what you want to do he's rich yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you get bored right in your mansion why not yeah <laughs> if i was that rich i might do the same thing so yeah <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say Matt LeBlanc because I thought he has like white hair now. And I think he. Oh, yeah. But yeah, expected, he did another right? show uh, where he, he just let his hair get gray. So I don't think that was like a big surprise. Right, right. Yeah. What was what was that show? Was it like. I think it was called Episodes. Or it was about like him actually playing Matt LeBlanc, right? Yeah. And I don't think it was about him getting another show after friends yeah yeah i think i think it had some uh that show had some popularity at the point like critical acclaim i don't know if everyone yeah. like the audience loved it yeah um uh, but as far as the reunion goes i think it was pretty cool they had a lot of returning uh guest stars that were on the show like uh the actress that played janice made an appearance oh, nice. <laughs> the ones that played like their parents showed up and then they also like revealed some secrets like Apparently, like, um, what's his name? The guy that plays Ross, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer, yeah. Uh, in the in the show, for a while, he had a pet monkey. Yeah. You remember that? Maurice? Is that what the name of the monkey was? Yeah. 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 Uh, in real life, he actually hated that monkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a monkey. Like, what? Does it throw its poop and all that? It just, like, would mess up all the scenes. It was just, like, really hard to act. And, like, uh, know your lines. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> So apparently, like, it's funny because it was like his pet, but in real life, he hated it. So, okay. It's probably his doing that they wrote that character out of the, the series, right? <laughs> I, can't, I can't work with him anymore. It's yeah. me or the monkey. <laughs> it was almost the monkey. It's almost the monkey, right? It was going to end up with Rachel. <laughs> yeah. There's some cool celebrities that show up that are fans of the show. Oh. Uh, late Lady Gaga makes an appearance to sing with uh, Smelly Cat with Lisa Kudrow, which I thought was That's really cool. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. But all in all, it was cool to see them come back and talk about the show. And uh, I hope HBO, because they did this with Fresh Prince. Yeah. Which uh, I'd say maybe Fresh Prince reunion was a little bit better. Hmm. But Friends, it's kind of like, which show do you like better? That's what you're going to like better. Um, but uh, I hope HBO keeps doing these like reunion things. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm wondering what they could get. Um, it has to be all under Warner, right? So I don't really know what that is. Uh, yeah, I don't know what uh, what goes under that. I'm, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure sure but if i would love to see like maybe like a fraser reunion or something like that oh yeah i I came to that late right i'm just on netflix i was like oh this is kind of good i thought it was like this (laughs) dumb uh, highfalutin comedy but uh, i kind of liked it i saw myself as a fraser (laughs) really i see you as a niles i'll take it (laughs) i see myself as the dad Yeah, Frasier or, or uh, uh, I don't know if they would do Seinfeld. I think those guys are kind of like over it. Oh, yeah. And they're doing their own thing. At least, yeah. Most one of them, of them are. super racist. <laughs> yes. Imagine he gets super racist on the uh, reunion. Oh, jeez. Uh, but yeah, if you guys have HBO Max and you're a fan of Friends, I I don't know why you haven't seen it yet, but check out the Friends reunion special. Yeah, I've been I've been saving it honestly for a side story, but I, I'm glad we got it on here. Uh, I'll, I'll watch it eventually. I love Friends. I think I'd like Friends more than Fresh Prince, so I'll give it a watch. Oh, they should do a Martin reunion. Oh, I'd watch that. You yeah. know, I've never watched Martin. Though. I've heard yeah. a lot of references of that show and never picked it up. Martin is like Fresh Prince, but maybe raunchier. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, I can see that. Is there any crossovers where they have to be policemen, cro- <laughs> bad boys? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 
not yet. It's down the line. Okay, got it. Uh, okay, so that's your side stories. Friends reunion. Pretty good one, right? I'd say check it out. Cool. Uh, I've been taking a look at something on Netflix. It's the next season of... Um, one of the the uh, reality shows I like it's called Alone, right? I talked about this oh, in the past. Okay. Yes, it's these uh, ten contestants that are like survivalist hobbyists, and the show drops them off in the Arctic, and they have a chance to win a million dollars if they last a hundred days out alone in the wilderness, no people around, just surviving with the small amount of tools they have. So the rules are just don't die. Just don't die and don't call it quits because you have this phone. You can call it and like say, oh, I quit. I can't last 100 days. And then you lose. You don't get your million dollars. Okay. As far as like the wilderness stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's very difficult. But as far as being alone for 100 days, I could do that. No problem. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know about that. It's pretty hard in quarantine. I got to say I'm not in the wilderness, but it gets to you. I didn't have to fend for stuff. So. Uh, but it's pretty awesome. Uh, the show season seven out of I think there's wow, eight, there's like an eight coming out soon. Um, I watched the last one, still in the middle of season seven, and the way it, sh- and it starts off is they like introduce all of the characters slowly, like maybe two or three an episode, right? As they introduce them, you're like, okay, this guy, this guy's the one's gonna win it all, and then like, okay, they get to the next person, like, oh no, this one, this one's the one that's gonna <laughs> they'll win it all because it's just like they they one up each other, right? Uh, uh, there's like well first off they start off with like the guy that's just like a park ranger like sure he's a survivalist oh, wow. but he's just a it's his job like it's like you can just learn that after a while but some of them are like there's like a logger like he's the guy that chops down these gigantic trees and knows how to handle wood so he's gonna survive right he's gonna build the best shelter right um, and then you get to like the guy that's like from Ecuador like a third world country that's uh, <laughs> lived there during civil war and he like learn from the people there that like it's like a harsh environment so they have to live off the land right you're like okay this guy's gonna win so i, I still don't know who's gonna win i think it's the ecuadorian guy i i think i mean he probably deserves it the most yeah <laughs> uh, i mean like he already made it to like america like he's living good in america now he's got like a family and everything so I think he, he could do it. The logger guy is like, well, you know, I have nothing waiting for me at home, so I have no reason to like quit. So it's like, he might have the chance. And then there's like sparse, like other characters, like just hobbies that are into to survival that could win out, just make a big score because there's a bunch of like bears where they are in the Arctic. Whoa. So whoever gets the big kill has the best chance of like surviving a long time, right? So now they, they show them actually like hunting and killing these animals for food and all that. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they I think they have to have like some vlogging experience because they make them send in like uh, their, oh, yeah. their tryout tapes, right? They have to carry on around the camera by themselves and detail every moment. If they don't, they don't have a cameraman to get it for them. They're there alone, right? Right. So um, I remember you said like like they can bring some supplies yeah what you're you're like a fan of the show already what supplies you think are like necessary funny enough it's not like the main thing i would get is a a gill net which is a fishing net that you kind of just leave there and it just catches fish for you throughout the day or however long you leave it there that's the number one thing people are surviving off of is the fish the gigantic trout there the white fish there because they just leave it there and they can go their merry way and do the rest of the stuff they don't have to uh you know prowl look for the moose hunt down these squirrels or whatever they're just going about their merry way and they come back the next day like okay i got dinner you know oh that's pretty sweet that was a surprise for me because like i don't know if fish can make you survive that long but uh, what i um what i learned is uh 
the best survival tactic is to beat the heat. You want to cut off your pants <laughs> and make shorts out of them. Right, right. That's that's what they each one does in their first episode. <laughs> right away. Yeah. Forget the shelter. Forget the fire. Yep. I mean, you could make it into a nice hat or a handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of course, you brought your duct tape with you, so when it gets cold out, you can just tape them up together. <laughs> so, joke, joking aside, are there any things where like somebody makes like a really bad mistake like that, like maybe less experienced and does something really dumb? Yes, it's the funniest thing <laughs> when they they make a mistake like ten days in, ten out of the hundred days, and uh-huh. they're like, I, I can't do it anymore, and they have to like call up with like at least one guy oh, wow. just walking like broke his leg just walking because it's like you know rocky terrain it's not a flat surface everywhere and he broke his like ankle so he's like he had it it was a hard time for him to get to his camp to make the call to say like i quit it was like oh he didn't even have the phone on him yeah pretty rough so uh it's a good show i i I would recommend it it's you know we've been going on these hikes recently it's kind of like next time we go i know how to survive off the land i can do it i'm pretty sure all right yeah you just have to find the uh the deli at the guest center that's all you have to do absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i can brew up my coffee in the morning there right uh so there's like a lot of contestants that i think could win out up till now there's not been a woman winner yet on the show there's two women this season i don't think they're gonna win to be (laughs) one of them cannot decide on a shelter to put where to put their shelter so they're just like it's like three weeks down the road and they don't have a sturdy shelter yet wow how they survive that long they just have like the tarp or whatever and then winter is coming they actually said it on the show winter is coming (laughs) yeah maybe that is what is gonna get me is the fear the fear yeah it's pretty pretty scary i don't know uh i know last season there was snow we haven't reached it yet where i'm at on season seven but i'm liking it i think i could survive i think i can i could beat at least a 10-day guy okay all right well i don't know about that okay well i'd recommend the tv show alone season seven's on netflix already uh one other thing i've been real comic book side stories now is i've been reading a new marvel comic called heroes reborn oh yes i wanted to dive into this yes yeah i'd I'd suggest it i'd recommend it it's uh it's basically like a what if story what if the avengers didn't exist right and then Uh um the way the story does it is the main like super team instead of the avengers is the squadron supreme now if you don't know what that is it's like marvel's copy of the justice league right yeah so they are around right now in the regular comics they're just not as popular right yeah like the avengers have the spotlight right and then the squadron supreme is there uh you have like hyperion he's your superman you have nighthawk which is the batman power princess which is wonder woman so just like kind of direct analogs right right um this comic is written by jason aaron and i think he's doing a good job at it it's like a interesting approach where each issue the main character is just a new character on the team like the first one was hyperion the second one is nighthawk right and kind of goes into their backstory the fake one right because it talks about how they are in the marvel universe and it's pretty fun because they'll change the other marvel characters to kind of form fit to look like dc like they have they made one character uh, like yeah. the joker right oh really which is kind of a cool idea so a lot of different other mappings there in the universe and uh also they have like some flashback moments to like big events but what if you replaced you know captain america or iron man with some of these squadron supreme characters it's kind of kind of fun i would recommend it it's a i haven't picked up brand new marvel or dc stuff in a while now so this is kind of like a cheat code i get both <laughs> yeah i i've seen this on uh, online and i've been wanting to read it um so I'm, yeah if you like 
like it. I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, check it out. Squadron of Supreme Heroes Reborn. Uh, yeah, that's me for side stories, those two things. Cool. Uh, guys, if you haven't already, I'd like to remind you to please subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just search us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or even Stitcher. For Sharks, definitely. Make sure to uh, leave a comment on uh, all our social medias at the Reader Copy Podcast is where you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget, we'll be back on Monday with another recap of the next episode of Loki. So until then, Daniel, could you please hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say by the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye, guys. Later. Bye. 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 B